This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Here's some new material for you, Seth Rollins. How about this? The Rock sits at the top. Director, TKO board, not WWE, but TKO, which means The Rock is the boss, which means The Rock. We're watching The Rock on Instagram as we speak. Welcome to Cheap Heat. The Rock, everything associated with The Rock, the people's champion owns it all, which means The Rock is your boss, which means Seth Rollins, if you keep running your mouth and sticking your nose in the bloodlines business, then that world title that you have around your waist, very soon, very soon, The Rock will make that title go to somebody else. Read between the lines. Big heel. Yes, The Rock just blurred it. Keep running your mouth, sticking your nose in the bloodlines business. This is between The Rock and it's between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, that's it. Stick your nose where it doesn't belong. The Rock guarantees you. And The Rock has built a career on doing This is everything. a 20-minute Instagram promo from The Rock today. He's going to be on SmackDown tonight, but this is a 20-minute Instagram promo, everyone. Go to somebody else. It will go to somebody else. And there's two things you could do about it. Seth, nothing and like it. You keep sticking your nose in our business. The Rock and Roman Reigns are going to beat your goofy ass right back to the circus with the rest of the clowns. Cody Rhodes, for you, the Cody Cry Babies. He posted you, it earlier. It was like 15 minutes, clown but it like cut off. So he reposted a longer one. It's like 20, 21. Dog, The Rock says this. You all. We're down to the last minute. Are advocates of Cody finishing his story. It's so important. Cody Rhodes, you took something from The Rock. You insulted my family. You took something from The Rock. You took something from Roman Reigns. You took something from the millions and millions and millions and millions of the real fans who wanted to see the biggest WrestleMania event of all time. You took it away. You took it away. Does he always refer to himself in the third person? Very often, Troy. Cody Rhodes. In promos, I think always, yeah. From the bottom of my heart. 
Troy doesn't know how you feel. Man to man. Fuck your story. Oh my god. Glendale, Arizona. Greatness is coming. Friday night live. Smackdown. Dallas, Texas. Greatness is coming. You are on deck. March 8th. Greatness is coming. Memphis, Tennessee. March 15th. The Rock is coming home. Welcome to Cheap Heat on a Friday, everyone, as we get ready for Friday Night Smackdown today. Man, where do we start? Where do we begin? What do we say? What do we do? The Rock randomly hitting a 20-minute promo that included throwing shots at our good friend, Dave LaGreca. He pulled up a clip from Busted Open and went high and tight on Dave LaGreca. Who I know must be thrilled right now. Let's call Dave LaGreca. Let's see if he answers his phone. It's going to be a big moment. Dave? Hello? Hey there. How you doing? What's up, buddy? I mean, let's let's check in with you. Did you... How did you find out that you had gotten into the Great Ones crosshairs? Did you watch it on your own? Did someone call you? What happened? Well, you know, in typical rock fashion, he puts out the videos as soon as Busted Open was ending. You know, God forbid he put it out a little bit early so I could retort on the air. <laughs> but I have an emergency podcast that's dropping, so... Of course you um, do. Yeah. I mean, you've been called out by the great one, if, if if ever there's been an emergency. Exactly. There's Now's the time to do it. And you know what? If You know, he watches that video, and you can tell, Peter, by the video, that I'm wearing a robe, my hair is disheveled, because I was upset. About the fact that, you know, and this happens all the time, Peter, you know this, okay. business, a board of director, a boss, and he calls himself the boss several times during that video. He did. They interfere. They do what's best in their own interest. And they don't care about what's being told, the narrative that's being told, who the people are behind. They don't mind, you know, excuse the pun, smashing an American dream because they're only looking out for their best interest. And I feel like The Rock knew right now... He's irrelevant in the world of pro wrestling. Nobody wants to see The Rock. They want to see Cody Rhodes, you know, dethrone Roman Reigns and become the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That's what everyone sees. And then he's shocked and he's surprised that people are booing him because we don't want to see The Rock right now. We want to see Cody Rhodes. And Cody is going to be the face of the WWE come out of Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40. Uh, by the way, I think you're I think you're very likely right about that. Although I will say, and I think you'd agree with me. You got to be pretty excited for SmackDown tonight, more, much more than you would be if The Rock were not appearing. It's a, it's a must watch. And listen, and Peter, listen, no disrespect. The Rock is one of the greatest of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, but, you know, it's very hard. Listen, John Elway knew when his time was done and he called it a career. Tom Brady maybe waited a year too long, probably should have done it a year earlier. Listen, the Rock is not at WrestleMania. The Rock does not have a match at WrestleMania 40. He's trying to insert himself into the showcase of the Immortals. He doesn't have a match right now. So he's trying to force his way in. It feels like from that video, it feels like from the video, after he just crushes your, says you're in your mom's basement, um, takes just... Which, by the way, I'm not. You know me, Peter. I'm a married man. I have a family. I have the biggest house on the biggest mountain in Vernon, New Jersey. <laughs> so I'm not doing it from my mom's... But basement. you know what? I'm going to say one... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with The Rock on one thing. Uh, Dave, I will say this. Uh, this is a friend. You host the biggest wrestling radio show on earth. We, can, we could take your studio background up a level. Could we not? Listen, it's my stuff. It's what, listen, I don't ask for many money. Are, should Sirius XM maybe put a couple of dollars? There you go. Yes. I mean, listen. That, With the numbers you're bringing in? I, I agree a thousand percent. But you know what? Those those are my personal pieces of memorabilia. I do it from my home. And and listen, I get a lot of flack about my hair, about the rope. I was upset. Listen, you're a big hardcore <laughs> sports fan. When your team loses, what happens? You're upset. And you, you consider you Cody. You're angry. You consider Cody almost like your team is what you're saying. That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, while we have you, uh, what what do you have going on? What is the plan for, for Busted Open WrestleMania weekend? I'm sure you got things Thank on the docket. Thank you for asking, Peter. And by the way, I missed you when I was promoting my Gramercy show. You were out the, that day. I, it still hurts me. I, I wish know. I was there with you because, you know, the other, you know, loons that are on the show have no idea about pro wrestling. No idea. The popularity of it. You know, Michael K., you need to teach that guy a lesson. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But we will be live Saturday the afternoon of night number one at WrestleMania. Busted Open will be live at the ECW Arena. Mm. Myself, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Thunder Rosa. It's going to be an awesome afternoon at the ECW Arena Saturday, April 6th. All right. Well, we I hope that we have time to run into each other at least, have a beverage. Have Maybe we'll have a, another conversation leading up to Mania. Congratulations. On, in all seriousness, being called out by The Rock. Very, very fun day. Enjoy it's it. Over. And let me tell you something, Peter. I'm giving him, and I'm going to say it right here, because you you, I, you know how much respect and love I have for you. Busted Open is live seven days a week. That's right. The Rock, can pick, the Rock can pick what day he wants to come on. You know, Mark Henry, all right? He was a young boy to Mark Henry. That's right. Okay? The Dudleys tag team, one of the most decorated tag team. You know, I'm giving him an open invitation to come on Busted Open. Okay, open it, and if he does, I'll give him a, a I'll give him a bottle of my hot sauce and a Dave Rebecca <laughs> Guy T-shirt, and I'm giving him an open invitation to come on Busted Open. I think once you threw in the hot sauce, Dave, he's got to say yes now. <laughs> Dave, have a great weekend. I love you, buddy. Love you, bud. Take care. There he is. That is the great Dave Lagreca of Busted Open, who caught the Rock's attention. Um, who knew? Who knew? What a friggin' day! My goodness. Now, I mean, SmackDown was already. See, here's the question for me. What are we going to do on SmackDown today? Uh, given the fact that The Rock already cut a 20-minute promo. You know, that is an interesting sort of situation. They, he obviously did it for a reason today. That I mean, he's not going to go cut the same promo in the ring. Here's one of the things I'm really enjoying, and we're going to pull up the mailbag and hear from everybody because there's a ton of email this week. I, I just have not even looked. I just see them come in. Yeah, I just looked. A nice, nice, nice stash of emails from since Tuesday. But I haven't even, you know, this version of The Rock, one of the things that's really fun about it is he knows how to use social media. Now, sometimes I think he uses it too damn much. Um, but he truly can do things with the story and with the character. He can use social media to do things that other people just don't. A, he has the freedom to do so. B, he has more viewers potentially on social media than you can even get on TV. So it's, it's interesting to see that they dropped a 21 minute, you know, he, he dropped, I should say, I don't, I don't, I wonder how much involvement there is. I mean, I don't even know, like to, to him and triple H, I don't know. People talk through what to do there. Or does he just go rogue? We do not know, but I recommend you watch it. You caught the last couple of minutes, but basically he says bleep Cody Rhodes and bleep Seth Rollins. You got in the way. The rock is on the board. The rock is a boss. As he indicated when you were listening, I think you guys just heard it. He's he's intentionally blurring the lines and talking about blurring the lines. Sometimes I wish he wouldn't talk about blurring the lines if I'm going to be really nitpicky. Blur the lines without talking about blurring the lines. I mean, I know The Rock needs me to tell him how to do wrestling. Um, but I will say he made a point about how Dave looked in the video that he showed. I mean, Dave looked nuts. I think we those of us who love Dave can be honest about that that he looks like a maniac in the video. A um, lot of people reaching out about, about my glasses situation. Concerns. Someone just sent us a whole link, a Brian Regan eye exam bit that he says we need to watch. Let's see if it plays through. I don't know if you'll hear it. I'm saying things. <laughs> How can instantly improve vision not be at the top of your to-do list? I'll see tomorrow. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time to see clearly. No, I don't. I don't. 
No, I can't do that. You see what's on my desk? <laughs> so I go in for the eye exam. I don't know about you, but I concentrate like crazy during the eye exam. You don't want to get a D on that thing. End up with these big, thick Coke bottle lenses. I didn't take it serious. So funny. This fe- The look and feel of this comedy. I don't know what the years would be. I guess this has got to be like Brian Regan. It's probably what, 05 or something? I'm guessing. The vibe and... and, and Are you still in here? I mean, even this, the, you know, the joke style. I'll watch the rest of this later, but thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, Zach Linder reached out to me. He had concern about my glasses look. Thought they were too much. God, you know what's another thing? The cleaning of the glasses. So much. They really do smudge up very easily. What happened last night? I'm going to have to use like a little spray to get, get them clean here. I didn't scratch them, did I? I mean, these aren't the real frames anyway, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize these were going to be such a controversy. I, I honestly, I did not know that they were different. Like I thought these were regular frames. I didn't know they were like very vintagey and a different kind of thing. All right. So let's stay in this mailbag, shall we? Get the drop it's out. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I'll be. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Fuck, for saying what needed to be said. I don't want to see another one of these. Well, thank Mail. Uh, let's see. Lucas says, what up, sweet, sweet stack guy and dip? Listen every week and love you guys. Live in Philly and thrilled mania will be here. And you better bet I have plans to be at Cheap Heat Live. Wanted to say I've really enjoyed your interviews. And the one with Byron was no exception. Really cool to hear him open up. Had no idea about his faith. Thought that was really cool. However, read diet. He is insane to think that a cheat day, his cheat day is a real cheat day. Dude is a confirmed psycho in the food category. Anyway, I wanted to say JBL hating on Byron is really just a major honor to Byron. That last bit of kayfabe the man allows in his life targeted on a gentle and kind man who he could not possibly hate that much in real life. I'm sure Byron does, but he should definitely consider it an honor. Much love and keep up the great work. Luke from Philly. P.S. I love when you call random people and they pick up. Grade A pod gimmick. Please continue that. Well, guess what? We already did. Maybe I'll have to do another one. Hunter writes us. Mail. Dear Dip, you live in a mansion alone in Los Angeles. You are incredibly rich. Stay mage. Hunter from Charlotte, a broke middle school teacher. Way to keep it real, Hunter. It's a great point by you. I guess when considering, I wouldn't say it's actually a mansion. It's not an actual mansion. But it's a large house for a single man. If you're a single man and you live in a a large house with many, like a bunch of bedrooms and it's beautifully decorated, I guess you're doing pretty well. It's a good point. Male. Hey, sweet Pete, Dip and Stack Eye Greg. Surely these garments uh, that we refer to as sweaters are really uh, as shumpers, a shirt slash jumper. That's of myself and my good friend. Rear Admiral Neil Bowen called them. Loved hearing about SGG's snoozeroo through the chamber. That's a normal practice for us guys in the UK for pay-per-views. Anyway, stay mage, guys. Uh, that's downtown Howell Brown in Swansea, Wales. Ah, oh, you know Dip is popping for that. John writes us. Mail. WrestleRania? Sweet, sweet Pete, SGG, and the Majin. I've been listening since the very beginning, and I've never sent in anything to the mailbag until now. Mostly because I'm with a life, but also because I never felt like I had something that needed to be said. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I'll be. Thank Make you. It easy, man. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Fuck, for saying what needed to be said. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. John says, my brothers and I are headed to mania for the first time and we're fired up. We've been to a few rumbles and other events, but this is the big one. Philly is awesome. We were there for the rumble in 15, but I'm getting worried. 
Lincoln Financial Field is outdoors, and we're talking about early April. It could rain. It could snow. What would happen if the weather takes a heel turn for Mania weekend? Does WWE have a contingency plan better than asking Papa Shango to hit up some voodoo magic to help with this weather? I'm excited for an egg everything mania, but I'm afraid we might be staring down the barrel at a stale lenders if the weather doesn't cooperate. What are your teas? Thanks for the years of fun, and I'm sorry if I just jinxed all of us. John, a.k.a. Woj. John, first of all, I hope you have your tickets to the cheap heat live from Philly, which is going to be a happening. Um, No, there is no contingency plan. There, There's put put that poncho on Samoa Joe and keep the thing moving. Oh, by the way, they've changed on Eventbrite. They have changed our thing now to few tickets left. We are down to few. I love it. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I think we could hit the sellout. I do. Truth be told, we have about 50 left. Truth of J. And so we're, we're definitely on the good side of things. If we didn't sell another ticket, we'd be just fine. But like I said, this isn't a huge room, so I would like every single seat to be filled. Um, but I know people still making plans. So, yeah, I don't. There, there won't be any contingency plan. If it rains or snows, it it becomes legendary. It becomes legendarily annoying for those of us in attendance. Probably, I'll tell you this: you, you definitely want to be prepared with a some sort of serious sweatshirt jacket situation when you travel. You cannot come to Philly. You cannot possibly come to Philly without preparation that it could be cold. Um, shout out to this one lunatic named Cole Frawley who emails me crazy hate and listens to the podcast. Like this guy listens to the podcast and then sends me like a vile, disgusting, personal hate. Cole Frawley. Gosh, you are weird, dude. What a weird dude. I guarantee you one thing. You show up to Philadelphia and try to get loose. Just be prepared. Troy the Goy will be there. The physically large will be there. What if this is, I'm not saying this is likely, but I want to put it on the table. What if a special guest that no one thinks is possible shows up. What is that? I'm just seeing weird images right now on my screen. Hold on. What the hell is this? Sammy Davis Jr. A samurai. Half Jewish. More samurai footage. A Jewish star. Lenny Kravitz. Another Jewish star, Drake, more more images, a samurai, he is coming. Fufu Shmashma? No chance. Absolutely no chance, but I will say this. Be mindful. Cause we didn't think anything could happen. This is this is someone posted the video of the Fufu Shmashma vignette at Cheap Heat Live airing. I wonder what the reaction was like. Let's listen. I don't know if I've seen this. looking at the video right now this 2016 cheap heat live i'm sitting at a desk and we have a couch with stat guy greg and brian campbell what a what a run we've been on in this show god i love you guys so much my favorite thing i don't know if you guys know the things that happen every week in my life i don't know how much you pay attention i i think most of you you know i'm sure some people engage with some and most hopefully don't 
you know. But the I got into it with Candace Owens this week. Oh my lord! I mean, no one wants to be involved in nonsense like that. And why do I do it to myself? I don't know. I'm still working, guys. I'm still trying to become a better person. But every once in a while, I end up saying something and stepping into something for better or for worse. And then you have like uh, endless amounts of this bizarre Venn diagram of Nicki Minaj barbs and like right wing maniacs coming all together to fight with me. It's very, very weird. Um, All right. Back to the big mailbag. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Mail. All right, let's go to... Dave, who writes us about mania plans, he says, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, you're doing the Lord's work, keep it up, ah, thanks. Thought your thoughts with Rock at WrestleMania Monday's show were intriguing, but let me suggest another outcome. Cody faces Roman for the main event on night one and wins, finishes his story, et cetera. However, Rock challenges him to a match on night two, which he wins and holds the belt. I, I By the way, we mentioned this the other day, I still don't, I do agree with the listeners who 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 overwhelmingly think Cody winning at night one is a little weird. I I tend to lean to that side as well. All right, uh, he goes on. Who is this? Dave goes on to say, with the Rock holding the belt, you get some compelling storylines. While Cody finished his story, he remains the babyface underdog for the next year or so. This opens the door to Rock and Roman feud. Roman jealous he doesn't have the title. Uh, while Rock is the real head of the table, could lead to 2025 when the Netflix deal starts. You can promote a special Rock-Roman winner-take-all match, and then boom, Cody versus the winner. Plus, given that Rock is on the TKO board, one could see this being the best outcome for business and keeps eyes on WWE, and it might lead to a storyline to boss, authority figure, blah, blah, blah. All this depends on how long The Rock wants to stay active. But again, if he's on the board, he's incentivized to grow the business. And given the rumors of how selfish he is, I wouldn't put it past him. Anyways, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Stay mage, Dave. P.S. Can you shoot me an an invite to the Discord channel, please? I'll try to have um, another Discord link go up uh, with this. I'll put it in the show notes of this. Oh, he's back. He's back. back. Thanks, Troy. Um, So, yeah, we'll work on that for you. I I don't hate that idea. I don't hate the rock with the title. I think there is something to do there. I also think though, that whatever growth you're hoping to do with the company as a result of Rocky's involvement, I feel like can still be done without a title on him. That's just me. I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. I'm just saying, I don't know that you need it. So Troy, when I attempted to talk to you earlier and then realized you were gone. Yep. And then you had to edit everything out. The question I was asking you was, did you have strong feelings one way or the other on my glasses? About the look of them right now that I'm seeing? Yeah. I like them. That works for you. I think it does. I, I, get, I think it works for you. Like I got both Dipperstein and Zach Linder, two nebbishy Jews that they are, 
They both came came at me kind of like, oh, it's too much, blah, blah, blah. I don't know enough about glass destroyers to even know they were like too much of a look. I didn't know that they were even a big statement look. I just saw them. I thought they fit my head well, and I wore them. And then it seems like it's more of a thing. They are a bit of a fashion statement, right? Like a lot of, I take the glasses approach, whereas I want them to be as subtle as possible. I don't want them to be a part of my look. I want them to be, not say anything about me. I, I don't want. Almost like people wouldn't remember that you wore glasses. Exactly. The glasses you are wearing are not that. What, what, they are what, definitely what, a statement, but. Can you help can you help me understand what this, like, I'm not remotely disagreeing with you. Yeah. But can you help me understand with the what it is about the look of them that makes them a statement piece? It's the size of the lenses. They're big. And also the, the top bar going across. It's yep. like pronounced here. Yes. Like that's, that's like a Hollywood type move. Like that's something that celebrities do. I'm thinking back to like Kanye's glasses back in the day. Like um, that's something that he would have worn. So you're wearing something that like celebrities wear, but I will say, as I told you before on the show, like at the end of the day, you're a, you know, a short white Jewish balding man. You shouldn't be able to pull off clothes as well as you do. Thank you. You dress very well. These glasses, you shouldn't be able to pull these off, but you do. Wow, that's one of the sweetest things you ever said, Troy. Thank you. And God willing, when I talk to you next week, I'll have actual lenses in them. And then I, I am going to get, when I went to the store, they recommended a couple other ones. I am going to get another, at least one more pair that's like a light. These are kind of heavy too, like a much lighter, uh, thinner, maybe less pronounced pair to wear. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it's going to be like, man. This whole getting older thing, I, I did not, I was not aware of how quick it would all start coming at you. Um, and I'm imagining it's going to feel even more intense if, if God willing, we have children and then I'm tired all the time and, and running around and being reminded of how old I am relative to a baby. But yeah, last night I went to dinner with Andrew Goldstein, Dave Easton and the over the top team. Uh, Beetle was there. Our, our producer Paige. Um, I don't know if Paige, she's, I don't know what her title is actually, but anyways, yeah, had a few drinks, had a meal that's like pretty dense. And like in the middle of the night, immediately, like my stomach feels upset. Like all of these things in your mid forties, just start as a, as a wise man once said, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you got to take a stand. It don't help to hide. Hey, two things I wanted to mention. One, I was sent a screener and was able to watch Episode one of the new season of uh, a dark side of the ring. Episode one is about John Tenta, AKA earthquake strong recommendation that debuts next week. Shout out to dark side of the ring, who I think have really found their footing in finding like more stories than just kind of like at first, at first I really enjoyed it. Then I thought like it, sometimes it felt like almost exploitative, like uh, almost exploiting just how you know people's sad moments and really bad. And, and by the way, all of these shows do have some of that, but now it's sort of taken another turn as they need to come up with more stories because people like it so much. And like, you know, the, 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 the earthquake story isn't that dark. It is sad. It is. It's sad. It's just like, you know, there's a, there, there's so many humans beyond wrestling have sad outcomes. And this one is, is, is sad, but it's also funny and happy. And I learned about this guy who I really hadn't thought that much about. Like, I hadn't really thought much about earthquake and typhoon who's uh, alive and well. Um, and there's lots of shock master talk. You'll enjoy it. It comes out next week on vice dark side of the ring, the new season. Also, I have to tell you guys, this is a lean in moment. I have an idea. Dip has been obsessed with discussing the concern um, around Dominic, which I think is silly. And I don't have the same concerns that dip has. Let me, let me be clear. We talked about that, but then I had an idea. Maybe you love it. Maybe you hate it either way. Please send emails to Rosenberg beats or talk about it in the discord, whatever tweet me, whatever works for you. How about this for an idea? <clears throat> we all know Rhea is going to be, she's going to be a baby face any minute. 
right? Like it's just, she's too popular, talented, beautiful, charismatic. There's too much there. She's going to be cheered. It's not time to cheer Dom, obviously. So what if Dom turns on Rhea? And what if in this turning on her, he says to her, I'm tired of this relationship and, you know, pretending that you're mommy, you know, you're not mommy. You were just some chick, whatever, whatever nasty thing he says. Besides, you're not mommy. Mommy has always been with me. And out comes Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! Excuse me! I mean, how do we not have... I know there's some people who just absolutely will hate it. And it like I think there's some people who probably consider Vicky turn off the TV heat. I thought she was a ton of fun. And I think the combination of how much they already boo Dom with how much people used to boo Vicky. And you bring back the excuse me for a little while with Dom. Nah. And by the way, it doesn't even quite make sense that Vicky would be his mom, even in storyline, because isn't the story from back in the day that Ray's wife cheated with Eddie. So it doesn't even fully make sense, but who cares? Cause Ray hates, uh, uh, Dominic hates his family anyway, right? He hates his mom and dad. So who better to bring out than his real father's wife, Vicky Guerrero. I thought it'd be fun. Maybe you guys hate it. Maybe you'll love it. I don't know. Let's hit the mailbag a little bit more here on this Friday before I have to go work, uh, another job. Mail. Uh, let's see. Michael has a prediction. He says, longtime fan of your show from back when it was you and Dave to Greg's first appearance to the dark days of Brian Campbell to the latest and greatest iteration with you, Greg and dip <gasps> dark days of Brian Campbell. Is that a take people have? He says, I'm not the biggest fan of Liv Morgan, but it's clear she has a fan base and is getting a push. She is on her revenge tour and wants Rhea. The mania match is and should be Becky Rhea. Perhaps Liv can try to make it a triple threat, but fails. My prediction is for the Raw after Mania. Rhea is high off of beating Becky, giving her victory promo when Liv comes out and long story short announces that she seduced Dom away from Rhea. That turns Liv heel, Rhea full-on babyface, gets Rhea on her own and away from Dom in the Judgment Day, and Dom and Liv can be paired up as heat magnets. Can you imagine... Dom saying, I have a new mommy. Liv, there's your post-mania rivalry. Anyway, keep up the great work. Thanks, Mike. I love that too, man. It would be fun. By the way, is there a world, am I pushing too hard, where you could do that? I do love the idea of he'll live. Um, and I like the idea of her being, being like underhanded and, and cheating and getting help from Dom. I think that would be a lot of fun. But uh, can, can we still have Vicky? I mean, that's a nasty faction right there. Um, now, well, let, let me read this message first, because I think it makes sense chronologically. And then I have one more thing I want to mention about one of the women in the company. Male. Joe says, um, I only thought about this after Saturday, but how did we, the fans of the cheap heat crew, drop the ball on the elimination chamber viewing party with bagels? Would have been mage. Can we start keeping track of freezing cold wrestling takes? Remember the internet swore we were getting the rock versus Roman in Perth. LOL. If only there were a stack guy. Also, is it my fault that I don't watch a full five hours per week, but I feel like I don't know half of these women. I don't watch NXT. I feel like WWE should give these women more backstory slash lead up vignettes before throwing them on TV. Fair. You have, a, this is a great email. I'm giving that email of the week. Hell of an email from Joe for several things. One, yeah, like it would have been fun if we did some sort of elimination chamber viewing situation where like maybe we did like a live stream hang, you know, like people were doing during COVID with bagels and stuff. That could have been fun. By the way, I am so glad, Joe, you brought up. Let me just say this loud and clear. 
Hey, how'd it work out with the rock in Perth internet? How'd it work out? Remember rock is back for Perth. No, you got Twitter wrestling Twitter. I remember I saw it. Everyone said it. Everyone tweeted the rock was coming to Perth. How did that turn out? Hmm. Sort of feels like he's on a path for mania, doesn't it? Thank you for saying what needed to be said. Because, man, people were in it for Perth. When he comes to Perth, what do we get? A regular old elimination chamber. With Rhea, I mean, and and, and the gimmick of the whole thing was what we all initially thought it was. The hometown hero headlining in Australia. That's what it was. Hometown of Jason. And lastly, you feeling like you don't know the women who pop up on TV. I think that's fair. So old WWE, I feel like, you know, there used to be too much explanation. As Brian Mann and I were just talking about the other day. It's like WWE used to explain. They uh, No, here's what we said. AW assumes you've watched every episode of Dynamite, Collision, you know, the YouTube shows, you've watched New Japan. They assume you've watched everything. WWE for a very long time assumed you hadn't even watched Raw in the last year. Like they would over explain who characters were. And you're like, we get it. We know what their gimmick is. Now, I will say there may be a tad too little explaining. You know, when when you see random people pop up and and then end up on the main roster, it's almost like it's a given. Tiffany Stratton being, the, you know, a good example. If you had not paid any attention to NXT, you would sort of wonder, like, what's the thing with Tiffany Stratton? You know, um, fortunately, from when I did San and Deliver last year, that sort of like brought me more back into the NXT fold. And I'm at least still up on like 80% of the NXT roster, but otherwise you can get lost quickly and be like, who's Isla Dawn. Who's like these people just kind of pop up. I mean, they tag team champions. So like, or former tag team champions. So yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. Speaking of women, there was a video going around of Maxine Dupree getting booed at a house show. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if it was like a terrible match. And there was a lot going on about, you know, judgment of the people booing, judgment of Maxine, judgment of WWE for having her on a, in a match. If she's not, I mean, every, all of you just have so much to say. Oh my Lord. Like everything that happens in the world, not just in wrestling, is such a bleeping think piece all the time. So I wasn't at the show. None of us were. I think Maxine Dupree is a star. I, I think I, I, I could be wrong. I do not know about her in-ring ability very well. When I've seen her do stuff in ring, it's always been fine. I haven't like, you know, went through her entire body of work, but I think she's got an it quality for sure. And she's a lovely person and I'm rooting for her. And I hope that this week did not in any way uh, make her feel defeated. But, but man, like you have a 15 second clip of people booing. And then she turns back and waves to the crowd and some people cheer and some people boo. Like, yeah, I feel for her. But like, I almost feel worse because it became such a big thing on the internet. I mean, that's really why I feel for her. Honestly, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's cool to boo if someone has a bad match and to be like, you suck, but also it's wrestling. So booing and yelling, you suck. It, even if you're a good guy, like it's not the end of the world. But when we turn it into a worldwide phenomenon that everyone's commenting on, it actually becomes worse and then made me really feel for her. You know, I. If you were to tell me, hey, I had a bad match match tonight and people booed me, I kind of would feel like, well, it's it's wrestling. You're going to be in front of a live crowd. You, it, may, it may happen. It may happen. I mean, home teams get booed by their fans in sports if they're not on point. I mean, it may happen. So it's just, but man, the level of judgment that everyone was passing on F, absolutely everybody without, I think, anyone really knowing what happened. I didn't see the match. Oh, I kept looking for a longer clip to get. So I, all I saw was the same clip. 
of a smattering of booze as she walked up the ramp. But either way, whether it was justified, non-justified, the people were cruel or the people were just being regular wrestling fans, sending love out to Maxine Dupree. She's, I reached out to her. I sent her a note. I, I think she's a, a, a talent and I hope that she doesn't get uh, discouraged. But man, we all have such like lenses into everything that happens now. Let's hit a couple more mails here. This has been fun. I'm having fun. Troy, having any fun? So much fun. Exactly how I love spending my Fridays. It's still real to me, damn it. I don't like your attitude at all. Mail. Chip says, Wozenberg, Dip, a.k.a. Bwayan, and Stat Guy Gweg. As a lifelong Philly area resident and Rocky fanatic, I can tell you that the people of Philadelphia love Sylvester Stallone, not just the Rocky character. Thousands of people showed up in the rain in December to watch him cut the ribbon at the opening of a Rocky-themed shop that opened uh, at the foot of the art museum steps. Any Stallone involvement at Mania would get the Philly crowd fired up. And while Eye of the Tiger is great to really pop the crowd, they need to play Gonna Fly Now, the song that plays while Rocky runs up the steps. Yeah, of course, Gonna Fly Now, the, the Bill Conti classic, wonderful song. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at Cheap Heat Live. Fringe Arts is a great venue choice, and I bought my tickets as soon as they went on sale. Stay made. Chip from Delco. P.S. I want to echo the point the emailer from Scotland made on the last show. The Iron Claw is the best wrestling movie I've ever seen. The in-ring action was incredible, and the wrestlers weren't treated as jokes. Also, I lost my only brother to suicide in October 2022. I don't think any movie scene has ever affected me as much as the scene with Kevin and his sons. Well. I am so, so sorry to, to hear that, Chip. That is, uh, that is pretty recent, man. Uh, I guess we'll be coming up on two years in October. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't even have an experience like that. I just have a brother who I love very much. And, you know, life has the regular ups and downs that, that life has. And that, that scene ripped me to shreds. Um, so I, I'm sure you really felt it. And it's really telling um, that someone in your situation felt the impact the way you did and enjoyed the the movie. I, I, it's it's up now. You can watch it on um, on demand. I, I want to watch it again. Uh, how about this? This is from Andrew. Male. Huge fan of the show. Not since WrestleMania 27 have hip hop and wrestling fans alike been given a greater gift than the Miz's main event video package accompanied by Nas's classic Hate Me Now. With Mania 40 approaching, I've noticed the fantasy booking of Sly Stallone. Rocky has been gaining traction amongst the fantastic Ringer Wrestling Network of shows. However, has anyone mentioned the potential to have quite possibly the biggest, I know where this is going to go, to have quite possibly the biggest rap and wrestling Philly moment in history? Imagine this. One, two, three, the bell rings. Cody has finally finished the story and ended Roman's reign. The confetti starts to stream, engulfing Lincoln Financial Field in a sea of red, white, and blue. Michael Cole looking up to his miracle on Bourbon Street call from Mania 30 closes out the broadcast simply uttering WrestleMania where dreams become nightmares. Cue Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares blasting through the stadium speakers to serenade the Philly and Mania faithful as they celebrate with the American Nightmare himself. What are your teas? Thanks for all you guys do. And of course, stay mage. Andrew, the second you mentioned hip hop and Philly, obviously I went, oh, dreams and nightmares would be crazy here. I was not thinking about the Cody Rhodes aspect of dreams and nightmares, American nightmare. Um, if Cody's song weren't so big, you'd almost say have Meek Mill bring him out, right? Is there another version? Because I, I don't hate that version, but that song is such a hype up version. No, you know, I might go the other way. I, I think I think maybe the angle you want is the other direction, right? You surprise people when it's time for Cody's entrance and everyone's like, where are we going here? And while you're waiting for Meek, I mean, for for Cody, all of a sudden you get Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? You ready? Uh, uh. 
I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. So I had to grind like that to shine like this. And, and Cody comes out to that. And then when the whole thing ends, we get when Cody wins it all, we get our, you know, because we got to get this moment, too. But I'd rather have dreams and nightmares first and celebrate with this. Imagine the whoa with this. the story yeah i think you go dreams and nightmares first i'm gonna gonna ask cody what he thinks about this you still gotta have that moment after i think right and then that's where you get all the big pyro at the end that's the huge celebration pyro moment right love it though I wonder, I wonder if they've looked into us because, because you're right. As fun as it would be to have Sylvester Stallone. And by the way, these things aren't mutually exclusive. You could involve Sylvester Stallone and Meek Mill. Last time I heard checked, they don't have any beef, but um, yeah. Why not use dreams and nightmares? You know what? How do let's close out there. Hell of a show today. I think for a Friday and I'll tell you what, I am geared up for SmackDown. I may jump in the old discord tonight during SmackDown to have a little fun with the gang. If you guys want to want to hang out on there, my guess is it'll be the last segment again. We'll see. So uh, send your emails in Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Don't forget to get your tickets. If you somehow haven't gotten them yet to cheap heat live in Philly. And if for some reason you yet, you're yet to subscribe to over the top, the podcast, I hope you'll check me and beat a lot over there. We have a good time. Usually hit at least one wrestling story as well. And next Tuesday, we will definitely break down how things play out for the final sting match, uh, which I'm excited to watch. I I'm definitely, I'm watching this weekend. I am in, I think it's turned into a pretty damn good card. And I'm very curious to see the sting match. I love that on dynamite, they, they brought him down from the roof, old school style. Um, I don't know if I need to flare throwing punches at this stage. Um, it, they were definitely Biden esque. <laughs> He, like from a long distance, you would have been like, did Joe Biden just get into a fight in the ring? But it was not President Biden, alas. It was Ric Flair. Um, but I'm very excited to see it. And I got to tell you the funniest story about Miss Hatton and Stick. But I'll save it for Tuesday's show when we recap uh, the AEW show. Everyone, enjoy SmackDown tonight. Stay made and enjoy yourselves. In the corner to my left. Majesty. Makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. <laughs>